Now that the market is shifting, are you doing rentals? Well, you should. We're going to talk about that today. Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with top luxury producer, Stephanie Spenner. Before we get to Stephanie, though, a couple of quick reminders. First, the best way you can help our show is by telling a friend. Think of one other realtor that could benefit from hearing from top producers like Stephanie and send them a link to our either our show which you can find on any podcast app, or if their person's not really a podcast person, just send them to our website. They can stream every episode we've ever done right from a browser. That website is keepingitrealpod.com. And also follow us on Facebook. Uh, You can find us at facebook.com forward slash keepingitrealpod. Every day we find an article that's written specifically to help agents grow their business, and we post it on Facebook. So check us out, facebook.com forward slash keepingitrealpod. And now onto our conversation about the luxury rental market and luxury properties in general with Stephanie Spenner. Today on the show, we have Stephanie Spenner from Maven at Compass here in Chicago. Let me tell you more about Stephanie. Stephanie Spenner was born and raised in Milwaukee, and she's been living in she's been living in Chicago for six and a half years. And she started her real estate journey when she was 18 in residential property management, where all the best stories live. She has been an independent broker for almost five years now, and she started her own brokerage and then came to Compass, where she currently is running a team of 13 agents and an expanding team. It'll be more by the time I finish the sentence. But right now she has 13 agents who specialize in rentals, but also helping renters become buyers, become homeowners, generating leads through social media marketing. And I want everyone to pay attention before we bring Stephanie on. I want everybody, unless you're driving or if you're driving, pull over, go visit this website because I want to show you a really impressive 
um, uh, website that that highlights some of what the what Maven and Stephanie's team does uh, with in respect to to social media and video. It's liveshy.tv. So l i v e c h i dot tv, and you can go see uh, their their YouTube channels and some of the cool ways in which they promote um, different uh, different listings and and places to live. So anyway, Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Finally get to have, you know, hear your face in person or hear your voice in person. (laughs) And you have to look at me and see my face, which is not, not always a a pleasant experience, I'm sure, but I appreciate um, you look very nice for anyone who isn't watching. Stephanie is always, always looks super, super uh, nice. And, and, you know, I always appreciate how professional you are. I was actually really impressed. So I heard Stephanie speak just to give the audience an idea of, 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 you know, why, why you're on today. And I mean, we're always wanting to talk to exceptional realtors and you are, uh, but there's a lot of exceptional realtors. So the reason why we thought you would be a great fit, no pressure by the way on this show, but as you have a really unique approach to building your business. And I'm sort of surprised that more people don't do it this way, but I just think it is so smart. It makes all the sense in the world and you have built an incredible career in a very short amount of time doing it. Um, And it's not the only thing you do. And I haven't even told the audience really what it is. We're talking about rentals, Um, but she does more than that. But this is a great entry point that I think a lot of agents overlook. But before we get into what you're doing today, I'd love to start all the way back at the beginning and learn more about why you got into real estate and how. Thanks so much for having me, DJ. I'm excited to share my story again, or the full thing as much as you'll as much as I can fit into 20 or 30 minutes. So, and that's all the time we have. So I'm teasing. <laughs> go, go right ahead. I just so I'll set the joke up. Because, um, I don't want to miss anything because it is all part of the journey. And it's not like it just happens overnight. People are like, how do, how do you do it? If you don't have a, a YouTube channel, I'm like I didn't always have a YouTube channel. I had it for like literally less than two years. So um, I started in real estate when I was 18 years old. Um, I was born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. My, we moved to Waukesha, which is like 20, 30 minutes west where I went to high school. And then um, I was going to UW. I started going to UW, UW Milwaukee uh, for college. And I randomly applied to be a leasing agent when I was 18 in my first semester of college, where wow. my parents made me live at home for the first semester. Um, so I was like driving to Milwaukee for 20, 30 minutes to school every day. Um, I don't know why I did that or listened to them. Cause I always made my own money since I was like 14. I've had two jobs literally like, wow. um, and so, uh, first semester I lived at home. I, um, worked, I randomly applied to be a leasing agent at a premier property in downtown Milwaukee. Um, it was just a, 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 a high rise that had a pool. So that's why everyone wanted to live there, but it was built in 1961. So it was like very old, uh, three total towers made up the complex of 600 units. And so I randomly applied to be a leasing agent there. And somehow I just, I got the job. And how, how real quick, just out of curiosity, because when I was 18, I, I, uh, you know, I barely like knew enough to like get into college and figure that whole thing. How did you know that that was even up? I worked as like minimum wage at some, you know, whatever. How did you know that that was even an option back then? Just out of curiosity. So, um, I, I mean, basically in high school, like I was really good at academics, but it 
but I was also a class clown. So no one really knew that I was smart, but I was always in AP classes and stuff. And senior year, I was in this really cool business program because of like the grades I got, I was able to get into like this business program that we had in senior year of high school, where if you got certain grades and stuff, then you could go to school only for the first half of the day. And then you could go to business co-op. So they like, they helped me get set up into an office manager job that I worked at for almost a year, like a year and a half. I worked there at an office manager position on my resume. And I've always been in the business mindset since like, since I can remember. Wow. Um, And so when I like, as an office manager, I mean, I was bored out of my mind and, but I would, I love the like secretarial work. I love to like staying organized. And that's always been, um, something I like loved to do is like, just be organized. Um, but I, so yeah, once I had that office manager on my resume, I just like, and I was so bored at work every day that I would just sit there and look up jobs and be like, huh, apply to this one, apply to that yeah. one. And I would literally just like apply a bunch of jobs. I would take interviews. I would, literally go to these interviews and get a lot of the jobs but this one for some reason just like really I was like this is this seems cool like and like these are like older people like you know they're all in like their 30s working there and stuff it feels very adult I guess right yeah and that's just like I've always been like this more mature like kid like a couple steps ahead I guess um like mentally, I feel like, um, but yeah, I just randomly applied to be a leasing agent and uh, I got the job at the first day, the property manager is showing me model apartments. And I'm like, why is this woman showing me people's places? Like, I didn't even know what a model apartment was. And next thing you know, my first paycheck, I had more sales than the other girls that were working full-time. And I was like, holy shit, like, this is my passion. Like, I can't believe I just got this lucky. Like, this is what I love to do. And no matter what I'm finishing school, that was just something that was ingrained in me that I had to have an education. No one like my family, um, no one in my family had, has an education. Um, but it was just like in me, no matter what, even though I, I also didn't need it. It's like, I was already making more money than my parents were. Um, but I was, I was going to school full-time. I worked full-time. And so I'd have classes like Tuesday, Thursday, all day long. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I would go clock into the premier property Friday, set or Saturday, Sundays, we were open 12 to five and I would just work all day and, um, just close a bunch of deals. And then the owner of the company, which I didn't know was a shitty company, but I worked for this company for almost four years and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got my backbone that I have today that I feel like I can handle anything. So once I was working as the a, a leasing agent at that premier property for two and a half years, they promoted me to assistant property manager there. And then he's like, oh, you want, you want more money? Like here. And he gave me a stack of papers um, with all the availability of his properties in Milwaukee from like Whitefish Bay to Greenfield. So kind of like uptown of South Loop, Streeterville to Logan Square. And he's like, here, do whatever you want with it. And he gave me a, a set of a hundred hard keys, like hard keys, not five. Sure. And I'm just shaking around like a janitor and I'm just like, what? And this was Craigslist days. So I like after a week, I was like, okay, like let's do this. And I went through and I looked at everything that was vacant on his list. I would go to the property, take pictures, put them up on Craigslist. Now I was a broker, but I didn't know I was a broker until I came to Chicago and realized like, this is like, like brokers are super legit. I didn't have to have a license in Wisconsin or maybe I did, but that company didn't care. I I was not licensed to do what I was doing at the time. 
And so I was um, at the same time, I was the assistant property manager working full time there. I was also a broker being able to show any of his properties at any time. So like literally in between classes, I'd be like, yeah, I can show you at 1230. And I would literally like run down the street because a lot of his properties were on UW-Milwaukee campus, the east side, which is really nice part of Milwaukee. Um, and so I would just like show properties in between classes, before class, after class, before work, after work of the premier property where I clocked in. Um, and then he's like, oh, you want more money? Like here, you can manage your own building. So all at the same time, I then managed my own building, which, which it was only 50 units. All, and then you only, got free rent. Only 50 units. <laughs> you got free rent if you just kept the building fully occupied and shoveled and raked and cleaned the apartments when people moved out and changed the light bulbs in the freaking garage and every hallway. The, the lanterns were gas. So when you took the <laughs> light bulbs out, like you could get shocked. Yeah. It was, um, it was a great deal. I, it was a great deal. So I had free rent. Uh, I managed the building. I had free parking. I, uh, went to school full time the whole time. And I just, I loved it. I can't even believe to this day that I did as much as I did, but like, I, I just loved it so much. And that's so how I got started. And I finished school five years. It took me and I graduated with finance and international business. Wow. Well, it took me five years too, and I wasn't as busy. So I, uh, I really, really respect uh, all the things you've been a hustler since you were as uh, old enough to work. And, and I mean that in, in the best possible way. Um, I mean, somebody who really digs in and, and, and grits it out. Um, and that we, we all know that that's one of the cornerstones of success, but I love the fact that you have been living that basically every day since. Um, and you're still continue to do that today. Um, and so, yeah, I then think how did like, you move to, you know, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That that's, that's, we'll lead right into the next story. So like, that's where, like, I just, I think when I was younger, like my, my dad just, you know, I'd be like, Hey, I want a soda. He like, he'd be like, how are you going to earn a dollar to go get that soda? And I'd be like, let's do it. And I'd like literally earn a hundred pennies to go get it myself. And like, yeah. I did it. And like, if you want it, you got to go get it. And like, that's what I've taken from that. And that's what I think drives me and um, just being proactive. And that's one of the biggest things that like takeaways from today is like, be proactive. Like if you want something, go get it. If you want something and you think you're not going to get it, then it's never going to happen. But if you want something and you go after it and you don't get it, at, at least you tried and, and you're, and you're not going to, you might not get it but you're going to get the next thing that you should have got that is super close to that. Now I'm trailing off like I always do, but no, no, no. I, I think you're saying something really important, which is uh, you're not trailing off at all. It, it, what you're saying is it's the, it's that old expression. And I want to make sure I get it right because my, my, uh, anyway, it's something like, and I know I'm going to say this wrong, but something like shoot for the stars, land on the moon, right? Yeah. So, so even if you don't get the stars, you, you still end up with something um, that's probably you still, still end up with the moon, which you didn't have the stars or the moon you, before. Exactly. You were just um, back on planet earth. So yeah, no, no, it, you, where you've you're always so, been. you know, it's so funny. It's, it's, I've done so many of these episodes and I remember, um, one of my, one of my episodes from, this is a Chicago person. So anyone who's, who's listening, you can go back and find this episode probably several hundred episodes ago, but there's a, 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 a broker here in Chicago um, named Matt Laracy. He's one of the, the top agents uh, in, in the Chicagoland area. And I asked him, I'm like, why do you think, cause he's always like number one or two on the list of top agents. I said, how do you, why do you think you're number one or two and all these other agents, 
you know, who are just as smart as you. And, and, you know, he's a very smart guy. And he goes, I just, I want it more. He was just real honest. He's like, I just, I just outwork everyone. He's like, I'm, I'm kind of a dummy and he's not a dummy, but he was saying, so he's like, it's not intelligence. It's just, I work hard. And I, and I, and I look at you the same way. And again, I'm not trying to compare the two of you because you're very different people, but I've always respected the amount of energy that you put into your business. And it's really clear what you're doing. So let's, let's dive into it because you have this team and you guys have really mastered the art of luxury leasing. And again, I know you do way more things than that. You sell million dollar homes and you do all of that too. But what I think makes you really unique is this entry point where you decide, and it's so smart, you decide to build the relationship when people are renting. And that is so smart because everybody who owns or almost everybody that owns used to rent, right? I know I used to rent. And the only reason I chose my realtor is because he was my friend. Uh, but nobody helped me when I was renting. So I didn't have a realtor to think to reach out to. And then when I got time to ready to buy a million years ago, I was like, oh, my friend does that. But had someone been helping me along the way, I might not have ended up giving it to my friend because I might have already had that relationship. And I'm so shocked that more realtors and not every market in the country would support leasing. You know, certain markets are better for that than others. Certainly here in Chicago, there's a ton of it. Um, but even here in Chicago, I don't see many agents doing it. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about why you decided to go that route. Obviously, your background would suggest that you're great at doing leasing all the way back when you were 18 or, or so. But love to hear more about, you know, how that works for you and your team. Yeah. Um, if I can go back just a second, I know that we're short on time and stuff, but it's funny that you um, just mentioned Matt Laracy along with my name because he's now using my partner and videographer to do his videos. That is awesome. You, know, you must that, have great videographer. <laughs> but it's it's not only that, but it's like, it's, this is also a point where it's like, am I going to be mad at him or my partner? No, there's plenty of business to go around and there's plenty of personalities to go around the same. The person that wants to work with me is not the same person that's going to want to work with him or 1, even the person on my team, which is why I love yeah. the diverse team that I have and that I've created. Um, and then just just really quick going back into the proactive and how I got to Chicago. So I, um, so I came to Chicago six and a half years ago. I had no plans to move here. I managed, um, I, I made my way up in Milwaukee to be managing the most luxurious rental tower in Milwaukee called the Modern, which is right next to the Bucks arena that yeah. when I moved here, they were breaking ground for the new arena, but I rented to all the Bucks players, all the Admirals players, all the Brewers players. They all lived in the building. I had courtside seats to all the games. I had free everything because that's just, you know, how Milwaukee worked and sure. small walkie. And, um, so, and I had free rent. I managed the building and I had like sure. one of the best apartments there was. And I was visiting Chicago Christmas of 2015 when I saw Marquia block 37 being built on state street. And I said, I like stopped in my tracks. I'm like, what is this? Like, I, I have to have this building. Like, I have to have it. And I don't know why I just had to have it. And I finally saw the name Golub and I researched Golub, yeah. who's the management company and part of the development team. And I found the head of HR's email and I emailed her my resume. And I said, I don't know what's going on here, but this is what I do now. Call me if you think there's room for me somewhere. Love and they called me in for an interview basically the next day. And they basically gave me a verbal offer on the spot because 
my mentor to this day is like a mother to me. She always reminds me of why she hired me and on the spot versus because I asked what is going to be the price per square foot of these units. <laughs> you and were already thinking about away. how do I, how do I, how do I, how do I get these things rented? You were already thinking, I need to know some specifics about this verse, which is a, a brilliant question to ask in that kind of interview. So, so different um, from Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you that. Yeah. Well, that's true too. <laughs> so yeah, um, they, they basically gave me a verbal offer and I, uh, like I moved to Chicago 10 days later. And I like, wow, the developers of the building that I worked for, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to tell you guys this. And they were like, Stephanie, like you, you are Chicago. You have to move. This is hundred percent. You like go break your lease. Like we got you, we'll figure it out. And it was like yeah. the best decision I ever made. Like, and my, one of my favorite quotes goes along with being proactive is like jump at opportunities as quickly as you do it at conclusions. Oh, that's, I love that. I love jump that. as quickly at opportunities as you do at conclusions. And I jump, 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 jump. And marquee was the best decision I ever made. I, um, we started at, we started pre-leasing marquee in February of 20, uh, March of 2016. We opened in June of 2016. I was the leasing manager and I, we leased up the building and we leased 690 apartments in 13 months. And I rented like 250 of those. Um, and that is truly why um, I see so much value in rentals from me writing the checks for these brokers who are bringing clients in right. to me also seeing that I hit a ceiling and I can't just, once we leased up Marquee, there was no other big building that I was going to like, right. that was going to be challenging enough. And I was like, oh, like I want to be on this guy's team. Like this top producer at Marquee had just left his big brokerage to start his own thing and, or just to be an independent contractor and get a hundred percent commission. And I was like, I want to be on your team. I want to build your brokerage. Like, let's do this. And so him and I built Epic Chicago, um, which he still has now. And um, we focus only on rentals and we worked out of WeWork offices. I built the whole brand, whole business, whole brokerage. Um, and I hit a ceiling with, with, that team that with the brokerage that I built, I hit a ceiling sure. there. And that's when I came with um, like one other agent from that team over to compass and realized that like compass is exactly what I needed to help, like boost me up. And um, because they truly like collaborate without ego and dream big together. And those yeah. are like all their principles of compass directly aligned with the principles I wanted for my business. And the, First day I started at Compass, I had like a, a my first sale opportunity, and I had no, I still had no idea what I was doing. I had my broker's license for two years. My previous business partner did not help me at all with sales. He barely knew sales, but he kept faking it till he makes it, and he couldn't teach me any of it because he was still faking it. And I came to Compass, and like within the first month, I closed my first sale because people, all these other top producers, helped me. And then they, I helped them when they had these rental things and these rental questions. So that's like, that's really like my full story. And I, I just, I love rentals so much. I, I love rentals so much. And I happen to get into sales because my renters want to buy. And, right. um, and I, that's fun too. It's just nowhere near as fun. It's nowhere near as satisfying. And I just, I will always do rentals and I, and I have like, big plans for the city to change things. And um, I truly believe that when developers see that they should separate the leasing activity from property management, 
is when they're going to see the ultimate, the ultimate efficiencies, the ultimate maximization of rents, decreasing of vacancies when you separate leasing from property management. Property management should be taking care of the current residents and making sure they're happy and making sure the building is maintained. Leasing should be handled by brokers bringing in new clients. I can be showing the property any hour of the day and like, but no, I'm late to this meeting with you today because I had to meet with another agent on site because that property doesn't do self-guided tours, which 90% of them do for me and my team, which means I schedule the tour and I say, I'm bring, I'm coming through with my client. They say, the doors are open, Steph, come on through. And they like, let me take my client around on my own. I'm in and out in 20 minutes while that bro- their leasing agent who works on site, who's paid salary plus commission, if they close that deal, can be taking out another client while I'm taking out my client. And now both of us can be closing a deal at the same time. And, but- that's a really a big point I wanted to say today too, is just like, I really, I, I, my uh, big goal that I've always had since I started Epic, um, my last brokerage and what is about to start happening. I know and see it and I feel it. It's already happening because of the efforts that me and my team are doing is separating that leasing from management. And I truly think that's why Marquee at block 37 that I was, part of the lease up. I truly think that's like the number one reason why we were the most successful. I mean, we were in newspaper art, newspaper articles for like breaking records of leasing up a property, the fastest ever in history, especially in 2016. And nobody, people didn't live in the loop yet. It wasn't like a popular place to live yet. Yeah. And we made it fun. So, um, and I think we were so successful because my mentor at the time, who was the property manager of Marquis, Jennifer Saucedo, like, powerhouse queen um she knew that and because she went had been she did every lease up in chicago she knew to separate property management from leasing i was a leasing manager i handled all leasing i had my three leasing agents and me anything any single leasing question went through me i approved all the leases i approved everything i set up promotion uh like the promotions and concessions and stuff and property management handled any current resident complaints they handled the move-ins of the current resident of the residents that we just closed and everything. And it was just, it was seamless. It was seamless. Okay. It's, it, it, what, what I, what I love about, about your business and the way you approach it is you have a plan, you have intuition, which I believe is one of your guiding North stars is your intuition because you have really good, well, you have the ability to really pay attention to your intuition. Like you've already said it a couple times. Hey, I, I moved to Chicago on intuition. Really? Um, I saw a building, I applied, I got a job. And then now you're like, I'm changing leasing here in Chicago. And here's what I'm doing. I know that this is going to happen. Right. And, 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 and you actually get results that way. And I think that's a really important thing is, you know, it's sort of a, more of an ethereal kind of non-tangible thing, but like paying attention to what's going on inside of us. Sometimes there's wisdom there and, and knowledge that we can't totally comprehend. Like you said, I really had no business moving to Chicago. I really shouldn't have been here, but I saw this building and I just knew I need to be there. And, and, and then, and then you, you know, you, you jumped at the opportunity, as you said, and all of a sudden here you are now, all these years later, uh, a total superstar. Um, I want to talk about social media and how it can be used, um, to, for lead generation. Um, because again, we, we talk about this a lot on our podcast, but I think what you've done with your YouTube channels 
um, has been really, really inspiring and interesting. And can you talk a little bit about how you think about social media and how you utilize that for, you know, uh, engagement and also lead gen? Yeah, I think what's really cool about real estate is that there's like really not too many rules. And especially as an independent contractor, meaning like marketing, like you can literally be thinking outside the box, like so far outside and like there's just no end to it. And so like, and I just don't think a lot of people think that way. And I don't think a lot of brokers think that way. And they just are like postcard, newsletter, cold calling, networking referrals. How can you get referrals if you don't freaking have any of the other things? Like, you know, how can you, um, who are you mailing a postcard to? Who are you sending a newsletter to? Where do you start before that? Like, how do you get your first lead? And I know that a lot of brokers like myself were taught to get a lead the wrong way. They're taught to post a fake listing, um, or a, a listing with a, and, yeah. a, a different address. And then, oh, that person calls them and, oh, now I have my first lead. And now that lead's going to give me a referral. And now I'm just going to boom, 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 boom. And I was like, holy shit. I just like left my full-time like on-site leasing agent manager position to be an independent broker to like, this is how we get leads. Like we're going to post fake what? ads on Craigslist. And I'm yeah. like, I like literally within days, I was just like, holy shit. No. And I went to Facebook and I just went to face and like, I'm not even, on, I'm on Facebook. I do not use it at all. Um, it's a different demographic for me. And I think for a lot of people, it's like, oh, I just stay in touch with my parents, whatever. Um, but I, I, at that time, like five years ago, I was, I went on Facebook and I went into different groups and I was like, oh, sh like new to Chicago, like um, Polish people new to Chicago or like Chicago meetups or like roommates looking for roommates or sublets. And I would literally just like read them and be like, this girl would be like, I'm looking for a roommate. My budget's 1400. And I'm like, girl, I can get you a studio on your own for 1400. Boom. She calls me. I literally close her on a virtual tour like the next day. And to this day, she's my client rented from me three times and you know, her, she's ready to buy now. And she's a, you know, the, she's a cold lead the second she's a renter. And then she's a warm lead, you know, the second time she rents from me again. And then when she, or the, or the second time she sends in her job form, which is like what we use to collect the leads. So even if it's a previous client and they're like, Hey Steph, um, if you remember me, I, you helped me with my place last year. I'm like, of course I remember you here, complete the form again with your new criteria. And they're like, my budget's seven grand. And I'm like, you, why aren't you buying something? I'm like, how long do you plan on being in Chicago? You know? And they're like, maybe five years, it could be longer. I'm like, let's talk about buying literally a week later, we're under contract for something. So I'm digress. I'm bopping around here, but this is just who I am. I can't like, it's very hard for me to like, I have so much to say all the time. Um, but, but that's how I got started. I just, I went through Facebook and I started like just getting leads through Facebook market uh, groups. Yeah. And that's something that I, I noticed, like I live in Wicker Park and um, which is a neighborhood here in Chicago for our, our listeners who aren't familiar. And there's a Wicker Park community group or page or whatever it is. And people are constantly posting, Hey, I'm looking for a hairstylist or I need a house cleaner or does anyone know the good best sushi place or whatever. And uh, at least once every couple of days, somebody's like, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking I want to move to Wicker Park, but I don't really know what's available. And I am shocked at how few responses that come back. If I was a realtor, I would be finding my local uh, group for wherever I live and work or, or service. And I would be 
a real serious presence in that Facebook group, making sure I'm providing great content. Um, and then, you know, it, and that's, that's what you did. And, um, and now, you know, Craigslist, um, whereas agents, what they used to do, as Stephanie was saying earlier, many, many years ago was, hey, we're going to post ads on Facebook or, or Craigslist, rather, we're going to hope people reply, and then we're going to try. But, you know, when people reply to one Craigslist ad, they reply to like five. And so all exactly. of a sudden, you're now competing with four other agents you don't even know. And it, exactly. it, it just gets really, really messy. Whereas I will you're, you're, say, go ahead. Yeah. I will say too, though, like, you know, I didn't just go to the groups and start messaging people out of the blue. So the no, strategic part is that, th that I want people to take away from this is what I do is I start posting about real estate. I, I have a sick ass video at that time. It was still photos of model units from the property, probably pixelated, probably like just absolutely no personality. Maybe some had furniture in them. Maybe some didn't. And I just posted static photos and I'd be like river North two beds under 3000 or whatever. And then, so I people, so that if I'm messaging someone and they're like, who is this bitch? They go to my <laughs> profile and say, Oh, she does real estate. Yeah. Oh, maybe I, maybe, Oh, my lease is up soon. Your lease is always up soon. Like, you know, <laughs> so like put it out there and like, you have to be putting it out there of like how you can help people so that they know, that they can DM you, that they can message you. Um, I also, I also do want to throw it out there. I guess this is like not important, but it is, but like you have to put what brokerage you work with on your social platforms. It is illegal to not do that. You cannot yes. say real estate broker and not have your brokerage listed. So um, it's just funny because we have a lot of eyes on us being a social media influencing team. So we get like, it's like we do, one one video i said my services are free the properties pay me to bring them renters you never do boom tick you said free can't say free damn like i i i knew that how did i say that like i had to take down the video on youtube already had like 2000 views in 2 days take it down clip that out put it back up so it's like to me it's very and not just cuz of that but like it is ingrained in my brain that in my heart and my soul that like you have to be ethical. Eth ethics is the most important thing. Your reputation is everything going above and beyond for every single client, every single time, no matter who they are, what their budget is and what you're getting paid is the most important thing. Um, and that's why it's super important. And that's why my team is called Maven and not Stephanie Spenner Co. Maven is an expert, a connoisseur in your field. I am very hands-on with my training with my agents to, and I do not take on the next group of agents until my first, those new mavens are actually mavens and they feel like mavens. And we have one-on-ones to say, you know, how are you feeling? And we look at their numbers quarterly and, um, you know, we're not like other teams where like, oh, you didn't do this. So you're one strike for you. Or like, I know I've heard that some teams say, if you don't get your invoices in, like the same day that you do them or within the week that you do them, then that's a strike. And once you get three strikes, you're out. I'm like, if somebody can't get their invoices in that quickly, it's because they're fucking crushing it and you're going to kick them <laughs> off the team. Like, right. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like take, you know, let me get an invoice coordinator for you to yeah. help you take this little thing off your plate that can be maximizing your efficiency of like getting more clients. It, because the same skill that's good at closing uh, homes, apartments, whatever, is not the same skill that's good at paperwork necessarily, right? Those are two totally different skill sets. Exactly. And no by the way, one can, 
one can be outsourced and one is, is, you know, can't. Awesome. Um, oh, you know, this is a good time to do a quick sponsor read. So bear with me. We love our sponsors. So we want to talk really quickly a moment for a moment about our favorite sponsor, which is called Follow-Up Boss. Now, after interviewing hundreds of top realtors in the country for my podcast, you know, it's the CRM is used by more than any of our guests. It's actually Follow-Up Boss. And let's face it, following up is the key to taking your business to the next level. Stephanie can talk about that too. Follow-Up Boss will help you drive more leads in less time with less effort. Don't take my word for it though. Robert Slack, who runs the number one team in the United States, uses Follow-Up Boss. And he's built a $1.5 billion business in just six years. Follow-Up Boss integrates with over 250 systems so you can keep your current tools and lead sources. And here's the best part. They have a seven day a week support. We know real estate happens nights and weekends. So you're going to get the help you need when you need it. And get this, Follow-Up Boss is so sure that you're going to love their CRM that for a limited time, they're offering Keeping It Real listeners a 30-day free trial, which is twice as much time as they give everyone else. And oh yeah, no credit card required. So you can try it completely risk-free, but only at this special link. I want you to visit, everyone visit followupboss.com forward slash real. Again, followupboss.com forward slash real for your free 30-day trial. Follow up like a boss with follow-up boss. And now we'll back to Stephanie. Stephanie, I would love, let's talk about your videos because this is another, I mean, you do so many things. Well, actually, before we get to videos, I'm sorry. Let's go, let's go back one step. I want to just set the table for why leasing is a great entry point for any eight, especially right now, when we have little inventory for sales, pretty much all over the country, we're dealing with inventory issues. The Fed just raised rates again, 75 basis points today, which I think mortgage rates have already been impacted. So that's not a big deal for interest rates, but it's a sign that you know buyers are, are going to be pulling back a bit. So we have a lot of opportunity here on the rental side. I am curious to hear about um, what your thoughts are with respect to why, well, first of all, I, I also want to mention you are incredibly passionate about rentals, regardless of the conditions of the market. This is your thing. And that I think in and of itself is a really important thing for agents and our listeners to understand is find your niche. Stephanie has found hers and she does her and her team do a million things. Um, but I would love to just talk a little bit about the opportunity that so many agents miss around rentals. Number one, by the way, and I want to just make this point and then I'm going to let you fill in the rest of the gaps. You can actually make a really good living just doing rentals and most in, in some markets, obviously not if you're in, you know, rural Illinois here, we're in Chicago, um, there's a lot more opportunity here in the city. But if, if I was in Peoria, where it's where I grew up, that would be much more difficult to do, but not impossible. Um, but I'm curious, um, because a lot of our listeners probably haven't ever done a rental. So can you tell us a little bit about, you know, why you see that as such a great opportunity for, for agents? There's so many things. I don't know where to start. Um, I really don't know where to start. Uh, kind of tying things together with, in my first year as an independent contractor leasing agent, um, after Marquee, like when I started my first brokerage with my that partner at the time, learning to post fake listings 
Sure. And then going into Facebook groups, um, not having a full blown social media, like Instagram that oh, I do and, today. And by the way, you really didn't have a sphere of influence of any, I mean, you, you were here, you were working at a building, but it, you're not from here. It's not like all your friends live here. In fact, most of your, most of the people you grew up with, I'm assuming are in Wisconsin or maybe they've moved elsewhere, but yeah. it's not like you're like, oh, I just, you know, all my buddies needed apartments. And so I helped them out. Right. You had to find your own leads. Um, but anyway, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly it. So like on that first year of like finding all my own leads and figuring out like my own lead generation tactics, like, and that's where like, when I have new agents that want to join my team or just want to get into real estate in general, I'm like, your number one job as a broker is to lead generate is to get leads. How are you going to get leads? You know? And that's what I asked myself. In my first year, I closed 96 rentals. Okay. Let, let's pause and, because I, I want everyone to take a breath. In her first year, she closed 96 rentals. That's a rental every three days or so. Um, so every three days, including the weekends, you were closing a rental with virtually no sphere of influence, very small sphere of influence, right? Because you're new to the city. This is possible. And if we think about, at, at, and were most of these non-MLS properties? Yes. Okay. Yes. So for everyone listening. Yes. Yes. Okay. So Stephanie is, has a big smile on her face. And the reason why she has a big smile on her face is here in Chicago and in many other markets, we have what are called, well, I don't know what they're technically called. I call them non-MLS rentals, meaning they don't show up on the MLS when these properties are trying to, to rent out their uh, their available units, but they still work with brokers or, or in Illinois, all realtors are called brokers. So uh, realtors, they work with realtors and they usually pay one month's rent, sometimes more, sometimes less, but typically around one month's rent. So if you are, and there's no listing agent because it's not on the MLS. So you are getting, you know, 100% of one month's rent um, as opposed to splitting it with the listing agent because there isn't one. So yeah. this is, we're talking if, big, if big you money. close them, if you close them, if, if you close them, and if you don't, then you don't get paid. So, you know, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a, you have to figure out that game and how it's, and, gonna... and it's the most fair deal ever. Cause you're either getting paid or you're not, and it's all up to you, but the opportunity is there. And that's, that's what you have really seized. Um, so yeah, let's, let's talk about with that. With that so, said, like the reason I, so with those 96 rentals and majority of them not being on the MLS, there's no way to track that. If you, if someone is trying to scout me, they're not looking at me as a top producer. You can't see my numbers like that anywhere. If you looked at my numbers on the MLS, you'd be like, how is this? Like, this is a joke. Like none of my numbers are on the MLS. So when I had the opportunity to talk to Compass and potentially join Compass, they, at this time, three years ago, they were hard and they still are, but you had to like be vetted by two agents to even talk to them. Then you had to have like five rounds of interviews with them. You had to prove your numbers, show your numbers, show why you're a team player, show this and that. And then you had to be vetted by like, once they thought you were good, then you had to have, they would call two random agents that you said you knew at Compass and they would have to say something good about you. And, um, but they compass won't even at that point, I don't know how it is now, but at that point, compass won't even talk to you unless you're like a top producer, unless you had X number of sales. And so my 96 rentals in my didn't first translate, year, really, you had to sort of, it, yeah, it didn't yeah. translate directly, but I had, I showed them yeah. the translation, which was over $10 million in sales. If you break it down. Unbelievable. 
this is what's so amazing about this is Stephanie flew really under the radar because um, those transactions weren't on the MLS. They weren't really public knowledge, but she was crushing a deal, a, a rental every three days. All of a sudden, she now gets to bring that to a, co a company like Compass, which is taking over everywhere and saying, hey, guys, I know you don't know that I'm a top producer, but here's what I do. And oh, by the way, these are people renting pretty luxurious properties. They're going to be buying soon. So it's a total no brainer. Um, and I, I just I'm always shocked that I mean, maybe look, maybe if you're lucky and you get your license and then all your friends are like, hey, I, I need to buy a million dollar condo. Um, maybe, maybe there are people that are fit into that category that are just kind of lucky. I, you are not that lucky. I am not that lucky. You have built everything up by starting the relationship as early as possible via renting and then staying in touch with that person. And then, oh yeah, by the way, let's talk about sales. So um, I just think it's brilliant, but, but let's, I mean, 96 rentals in a year is exceptional and it's a pretty darn good living too, right? So even though you're a broker, you have this license, you're not doing many sales because you're just doing rentals. Boy, what a wonderful career just then. And it only goes up from there because now these people are going to be uh, rolling over every 12 months, maybe moving to another property. Maybe they'll keep renting or yep. maybe make the transition to home ownership. I am yep. I, a quick, quick question for you. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm cutting Stephanie off and I apologize. Um, two, two things I want to go through before we, uh, before we get to the very, very end, because, you, and I could have you on every single week because you have so much to say. Um, and I love everything that you say. I want to talk about um, what uh, the role of social media in, in your business and what suggestions you have for agents that are thinking about, you know, maybe I should add rentals into my practice this year. Maybe that's a good idea. So anyway, I'll let you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think like that is, that is part of the reason why I started my YouTube channel is because I realized not enough people, not just Chicago, mainly outside of Chicago did not realize that you could call a broker and they will help you find an apartment for free. Yeah. And so that's why I, that's why I got so into social media. Cause I was like, I can tell so many people that I can help them and they're not paying me. The properties are paying me to bring them renters. You're never paying me. And like a lot of people can just say that, but it's like, how can you say it powerfully consistently and clear and concise so that the client, like I can say all, I can literally say it five times in one conversation that my services are free to the client and ha that client will still go and like call the building without me or walk into the building without me or call another broker or like I, you have to like find the right way to communicate um, so that it's very, very clear to your audience what you do and how you can help them and that you can call me any, like don't hesitate to DM me, text me, call me, nothing. And so that's um, bleeds into social media where like I, no matter what, if you're doing rentals or sales, you know, don't just don't be afraid, like be, just don't be afraid to show your face. Don't be afraid to be authentic. Stop thinking about what your friends back home in the state that you moved from that aren't doing shit with their life are thinking about you because they don't care. And, and what are they doing? Like, just try something new, do something different. And that's when you're going to see like, big, like with big risks come big rewards. And I can't believe that I almost didn't do live shy because I was thinking about, are people going to think I'm, 
too hot shit or that I'm too full of myself or like, what are people going to, what's their impression going to be that I'm putting this out there? Like I'm the rental queen. I'm the rental expert. Like, but I'm like, why am I doubting that? Like, I know that I know rentals, especially professionally managed buildings better than anyone else. I in Chicago, like, you know, I know that. Um, and so with, with COVID when COVID hit, like there was, for me, there was me and my team, like, and I, I have never said this any other time, but when we're candid on an interview, like I wasn't worried at all. My team was not worried at all. We had no hiccups whatsoever. There was one day where like, it was March, March 15th. I took a client to a property the next day. They said, we aren't offering on-site tours anymore at any buildings. One half day. We were like, shit, what are we going to do? Boom. Next day we're doing virtual tours and we have it all down pat. We have all the videos on our phone already of all the stuff. We know exactly how to build the rapport with the client, have them trust you right here virtually within minutes and have them closing with you, like literally signing an apartment with you virtually right here. I've had five deals within the last 12 months where people have bought from me virtually completely purchased without ever seeing without ever, without ever the seeing the property some of them have never been to chicago and none of them were renters of mine before so these were like either youtube leads like social media leads maybe referrals um but these people are crazy to me that you would buy something completely virtually but like i you know i did multiple facetime tours sent multiple videos so yeah i just i think there's a really power power for rentals because there's like people are always 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 going to be looking to rent whether no matter what their budget is and buildings buildings do come and go like some buildings will be paying one month's rent one month the next month they aren't working with brokers so that's where you really have to pay attention to the market too and also build the rep like i always say to my team like your client is not just the renter your client is the property manager is the leasing agent that you're working with on site it is the doorman because all those people matter those people are going to squeeze you in on a saturday on a during the summer when they're so busy because they know you're going to close the deal um how, how important is it with with respect to leasing that the broker or, or the realtor well i should say the realtor knows the inventory in and out how important is it for you to be the knowledge source of, you know, you can't know everything about every building, yeah. but tell me about that. So for me, I would say like, like kind of prior to COVID, I would say it was like less as important, like just to know just the general stuff about the buildings is good enough. Um, now, because like with COVID and because we are do things virtually, like a lot more virtually, and we don't like it's kind of like 50 50 like 50 50 people want to tour in person and 50 50 are like i'm doing everything virtual and they'll put it right on their job form their rent their like lead form that comes through it it'll say yeah. how do you want to tour in person or virtual and they'll say virtual um and so um so you, you have to be really knowledgeable about the inventory because because they're coming to you to say, hey, help me figure out the right fit. And you you don't want to be touring the building at the same time they're touring the building, meaning for the first time, right? Like your yeah. team, you, you, you pre-tour buildings, you guys go in, you know exactly what, because again, Stephanie really, and I shouldn't put words in your mouth, but my assumption is you want people to come to you with all questions, right? You, you guys are the knowledge source. Yes, absolutely. And that's what I, I literally on my discovery call with the 
client initially, I say, I know all the buildings like the back of my hand from uptown to South Loop, Streeterville to Logan Square. That's north to south, east to west, everywhere you want to be. I know every single building like the back of my hand. I can tell you that it's carpet in the bedroom. I can tell if it was recently renovated. I can tell you like if it has uh, electric range or gas range. And that helps me help them like weed things out right away. And now I've narrowed it down to two buildings out of 200 and 300, 400 buildings. And I'm like, this is the only building you need to see. And then on top of that, I think the biggest value that I add is knowing every single question that they're going to ask the onsite team and, or that the onsite team doesn't even know. So there's things that I tell people. So for example, um, I have a, I have a client that's looking to move in September and they're like, Oh, is the prices, is it going to get better? And I'm like, look, what we can do is you can apply today for your favorite. Like we're going to go two or four buildings. You're going to say, this is my favorite building. This is my favorite unit. You're going to apply for that unit and you're going to sign the lease today for September 1st. Now you're going to stock the website. And if something else opens up in that building before the lease starts, you can switch to any unit in the building with no penalties or fees, as long as you qualify for the unit. And as long as it's, um, you give them enough notice to have the apartment ready for you to move in, but little things like that. And like most buildings will do that. I don't know any building that doesn't do that. So it just gives them peace of mind that they locked in their favorite building and their favorite unit. But then if something else better opens up or like better price, better, bigger, and, or their budget changes in a month, they're like waiting for a promotion to come through. Boom. They can switch before the lease starts. And um, and that's what I did with my place. And I manifested this penthouse for during COVID that like I signed, I applied here four months before my lease was up and I signed a different lease and I stocked the website every day and manifested like the unit that I'm in now. So, and that's what I tell people like, and I tell these stories and I know like, and I tell them too, like, at, I'm like, when I wrap up the call, I go, this is how it's going to work. I explain the process from start to finish. So they know when I'm starting and when I'm going to be handing it off to like when the building takes over. And so they know literally everything. And I say, um, um, well, we're, we're talking about what we're talking about are, are systems and, and, and you have in a really impressive system, uh, and you have this information that you have so much information that nobody, that your clients and your prospects don't have to go outside of your world yeah. to get answers is, is, yeah. is kind of what exactly. I Exactly. Yeah. And so I, at the end of that call, I say, um, so how I'm going to send you a handful of options that check all the boxes, go through those. Um, I can always send you more based on your feedback. Then we're going to come up with your top favorite options. I will schedule the tours to go see all of your favorites. And then from there, you're going to apply for one. This is how the application process works. I literally walk them through all of that. And then I explain that you can text. If you have a quick question, you can text me anytime. If you have a bunch of questions, just write them down and we'll hop on a quick call and go through them together. So then when I send you options, if you want to hop on a quick call and talk through your feedback so we can talk through the, like what I sent you together and help sort through your top favorites together and we'll narrow it down and come up with a game plan together. And I think that's a huge takeaway is like so many people are afraid to pick up the phone. And like, if a client's texting you and they're upset about something, they're like, oh, the, I didn't get the lease yet. Or like, what's going on over here? They said they don't have parking. Like uh, yesterday, a client's like, what the hell? They have a wait list for parking for a year. And I just signed a lease. Like I need parking by August 1st. I, am I going to sit there and text them a book back? Like, no, just fucking pick up the phone and call them. And it's, I promise you it's easier. And like every time you're going to be able to communicate all the points better if you can just pick up the phone and call them. So that just leads right into like me and my team. So like I like with social media and with the knowledge that I have. So social media is 
very powerful beyond just a lead generator for literally rental people that are looking for rentals or people that are looking to buy. It's also, um, it shows directly my business culture and how I work and how and what I know. So every person on my team has come to me, has been proactive, has DM'd me, has messaged me, has come to the YPN breakfast and talked to me after with a line out the door said, I want to join your team. And they had the balls to do that, you know? So I'm giving you a chance. I'm going to meet with you for 20 minutes at least. If you reach out and say, I want to join your team, I'm going to give you that 20 minutes, even if I know you're totally not the right fit, because I want to let them know that they need to do this again and to not lose that, like, you know? And so that's how every, like, social media, literally. So my partner, Kyra, Kyra Button, she is a absolute powerhouse. She has 24,000 subscribers on YouTube, okay? We met uh, about a year and a half ago. She randomly DM'd me on Instagram and said, you look amazing. Uh, like, you, I want you to be my leasing agent. Um, I actually am a leasing agent. Um, I saw you because I do the social media management for Alta Grand Central and you're all over their social media, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm confused. You're a leasing agent? Like, why do you want me to be your agent then? And I like Googled her name and Kyra Button, YouTube, 24,000 followers. Before I even responded, I said, want to meet for coffee tomorrow? Like if you're a leasing agent and you're asking me to, for me to be your leasing agent, then you clearly are like not happy with your leasing agent role. And if you have 24,000 subscribers and you had the personality to DM me, like, I want to talk to you. And literally she joined my team the next day. She was with another brokerage for three months, had no idea what she's doing, did not know that she could show the building that she even lived in, which was a professionally managed building. She didn't know she get paid on those deals. She was had no idea what she was doing at the other brokerage because she was not on a team. She said, Hey, how do I pull availability for this? And they said, ask the CEO of the company, ask the managing broker. And she didn't close a deal. She almost gave up for four months. She joined my team. And after a month, after the first day, like she joined my team, the first day we met, she closed a deal two days later, her first, her first rental. And in her first year, she closed 192 rentals. And I could literally like, cry because that just is like it just so for me as a leader because i and now she's i've made her a partner of my team because we are better together and we have the same type of like and now we've created her youtube channel to turn more into luxury versus like her niche before was these studio living and so a lot of her leads were that but anyways um i she closed 192 rentals one, because she did everything I told her to do and she was consistent about it. And she just literally like wanted to be like me so bad. She saw what I like. It's not like she, and on top of that COVID. So not like she probably would have done at least a hundred deals, but because of COVID she could close exponentially more than I could in my first year because of video tours. She right. could close five tours right here in one hour. Right. And it would take me five days to do that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, on top of that, we have Compass. So Compass is great where we have so many leads that our team, our team of 13 agents can't take all of them. So then if like when we can't take them, then we overflow them and we have this system set up. So like if somebody does on my team doesn't pick up the lead, then it automatically like then my assistant pushes it out to this group of like 50 other Compass agents that are like rookies on other people's teams that are hungry for these leads. And then we get the referrals off that. And then also I'm like all my agents on my team. I'm like, if, if even if you don't want to do sales, get your broker's license so that when your renters turn to buyers, you can at least get paid on the referral. 
And then we have people that we just like pay to do showings for us. So I'm like, okay, like I, like, I'm going to do all the work for this and I'm going to like put all these options together. I'm going to set up all the tours. I can't take four people out today. I'm going to take these two that I need to see face to face. And I'm going to set up the tours for the other two. And I have another agent, like uh, another outside of my team. Cause my team is busy, better off spending, uh, their hourly rate is like a thousand dollars minimum. Um, whereas I can send it out to another rookie compass agent for $25 per showing. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's really incredible that the systems that, that you have built. And I'm curious too, on how often the relationship transitions from renting to buying. I mean, it, and it takes years, right? Like I, um, I know people that, that, that focused on leasing for like the first two or three years of their business. And then a lot of those people end up transitioning into buyers. Um, what is, what is your process to help transition people from renting to buying? I think my biggest thing is that I'm just like super chill about it. Like I especially cause I really don't care if you like rent again or buy again or like whatever. And I think that's why people feel so comfortable just flooding in the like questions and like, and, and sending me people like, Oh, I don't know if you do this, but, um, you told me anytime, like, and it might be Schaumburg. I do not do Schaumburg, but I can connect you with an agent in Schaumburg and I'm going to get paid a referral on that deal. Absolutely. And everyone knows that I am with compass and that I, I tell everyone I meet, like I can connect you with an expert in any market. And like, I just, I have a buyer under contract right now, single new construction, my first new construction deal um, that is currently being built. And that buyer of mine was my, I rented to him at Marquee when I worked at Marquee. He was my, one of my first rentals. And then he, then he lived at Marquee for three or four years. Then he saw I was an independent broker. He reached out. I rented to him again at a different property in West Loop. Then he's like, Steph, I'm ready to buy. Now we're, now we're under contract for a place in Logan Squares, a new construction single family home. But right in between that, he's like, I want to buy, but we need to sell my wife's con- a house in Nashville. Literally in a second, connected him with a Nashville agent. That agent sold their house in a week. And I made five grand for 25% referral doing nothing. Right. And, and that just is like the full cycle right there. It's the full freaking cycle. So yes, like um, just really quick touching back, like, yes, I, I was new to Chicago. I did not have this fear that a lot of people do or that, that should have had to have 96 rentals in their first year. But I do want to say I worked every single relationship that I had at Marquee. Like we met CIM, the developers, we met power, the construction team, we met SCB, the design team. I am, I sold a condo to Chiara Santini, who was our interior designer at SCB, who now has her own company, like four years later, I am very good friends with the executive engineer of power construction, who has gotten me into one Chicago when the glass wasn't even on the 71st floor yet. I saw that building, like before any other broker saw that building. I saw Essex, you know, it's just like making those relationships with every single person. The door staff is like the most important person. Like, right. and people like, people treat those people like shit. It's like, and I was the door staff. I was the package person. I was the freaking janitor. I had to clean people's apartments out when I evicted them. And I had to evict people. And I had to, like, the things that we did. Um, and um, 
because this is probably one of the last questions and just because we're talking about it, just so I don't forget, because we have so many great real estate stories, but when you get asked the question on the spot, I go blank. And so I'm like coming up, I'm trying to make notes to remember like, so, um, and, and most of my stories are in property management. They're like not even yeah. like in this side. Um, but one of my favorites is when I was still in Wisconsin and I managed that first building at the premier property. Um, and there, uh, some, some resident called to, Hey, somebody's parked in my parking space. We had that, we had an outdoor lot that was gated within the building and we had a parking garage. And I was like, okay, let me go check it out. I go out there and there's like people standing outside the car and they're like, just shooting the shit outside their car. And I'm like, hi there. I'm like, can you, I'm sorry. Do you, do you live here? Is this your space? And they're like, no. And I was like, okay, I'm so sorry. Would you mind like moving your car? Like somebody pays for this spot. And she just gets all up in my face and she's pregnant. She's mm. pregnant and she's coming at me, trying to fight me. And she's like screaming at me, telling me, I don't even live here. I don't even live here. And I'm like, that's my point. Like you don't live here, you know, you're, and yeah. we come to find out like, so, uh, she had a warrant out multiple warrants out for her arrest for pimping and pandering, Oh, wow. pimping and pandering in Wisconsin. You can just look up people's public records <laughs> <laughs> and we found her name. Cause she was a friend of a resident. That's how she got into the gate. I mean, might not even be my best one, but a pregnant woman tried to fight me and she happened to be a pimp. Like, well, that's go uh, figure. That welcome to Wisconsin. I'm glad I'm glad you're still with us. Uh, <laughs> that sounds like a dangerous position. Um, but I, I think you've given our, our listeners really a tremendous amount of value. You know, for everyone out there, as the as the housing market is starting to cool a bit and we're seeing, you know, rates going up and, and of course, inventory shrinking uh, or <laughs> continuing to shrink. Um, we, there's this huge opportunity in, in, in rentals. And it, again, and there's also a lot of people, by the way, that are selling their homes that don't have a place to buy right now. Right. Too. Right. That's huge because inventory. So, you know, this is, it, it might even be a, a reasonable strategy for a lot of sellers right now to sell their property, rent somewhere for a couple of years, wait till the market readjusts and then come back into the, in becoming a home buyer. So there's a ton of opportunity out there. Um, Stephanie and her team, they do everything. Um, obviously they do a lot of rentals. They do a tremendous amount of sales too. And they do everything from luxury to, to non-luxury. They do everything. Um, but Stephanie is also building this team. She has what, 13 agents, or I guess maybe even she was telling me just before we started, she's like, I'm bringing on a couple new people. This we're very excited. So her team is growing. And I, I know we have a lot of our, uh, our listeners are local here in Chicago. So if there is anyone out there who's like, I like what Stephanie is saying. I want that kind of career. I want to learn about Maven and Compass and Stephanie and, and what she's done. And by the way, my, uh, we were just talking offline. My girlfriend actually works at a building where Stephanie used to live. And <laughs> so I'm excited to introduce my girlfriend to you because you're going to be interacting <laughs> with my girlfriend. I'm sure, uh, at, as she's a leasing agent at, at this other building. But, um, if anyone out there is like, Oh my God, I got to talk to Stephanie. I want to learn these secrets, um, of how to build my business, or maybe that she might, they might even be a good fit. Like you were saying for your team, what's the best way someone should reach out to you? Um, I would say like DM me on Instagram. Um, that's probably just the easiest way to find me. I mean, it's not, you know, Stephanie Spenner. I have three different uh, social media pages. Like Stephanie Spenner is my direct page. I manage that page. Um, then there's Maven underscore compass, which is my team page. 
Um, and uh, we have a social media manager that manages that page. And then I have liveshy.tv, which is my brand and my YouTube channel, um, the show liveshy.tv. And that's another Instagram page that um, another I have another social media manager that manages that. And um, so you can email me, stephanie.spenner at compass.com or DM me on Instagram or um, any which way you want. Go to liveshy.tv and you can find my cell phone number on there. That website is more so for renters and leads. So I tell my leads to go there. They can fill out the form to tour with me. Um, and yeah, check out the any new agents. And if you do want to get into rentals, um, my channel will also help you to learn about the buildings. So when I have my, all my new agents, I tell them go see three new properties a week. And if you don't know, like, and look, watch all my YouTube episodes so that you can learn those buildings and then go see the other ones that are not on there. And now you're going to start knowing a lot to be able to talk about with your clients, even if you've never been to the building. And just one last quick question. Um, how often do you receive leads from these videos you've put out on YouTube about these buildings? Um, minimum, we get about 30 leads a month, like minimum wow. that that's quality leads. I mean, these are like big budget leads. Um, Kyra, just to like, as a, another note, she gets about 200 leads from her YouTube channel that we pass around the team. Now hers are inching up to be more like because she focused on studio small living. And sure. so where that's kind of the difference, but yeah. It, so that's why amazing. we can kind of handle that, um, kind of handle both. Yeah, yeah really that, that's what's really cool because she, her background is actually in influencing. So she's like an influencer and that's right. why she was, got into real estate because she was doing influencing marketing for another property. And so now now that we have like, I mean, my team is exactly how I want it to be. This is everything I've ever dreamed of. This is like, it's perfect and it will continue to grow how it should. Um, and it's, I truly think that her and I together are exactly like, it's everything I have ever wanted. And now we are social media. Now we are real estate influencers. We're not just yeah. real estate brokers. We're real estate influencers. And whether you're actually good at social media or not, I think we as brokers are influencers. And if you think about that, like we truly are guiding our client and telling them which, you know, I always say like, I'm, I'm your broker. I'm, it's like being your best friend. I, sometimes I'm going to know you better than you know yourself. You might think you want this, but I'm, I'm going to, I know you want this, you know? Yeah, it's it's so it's so important. I, I I just I love your energy. I love the fact that you have just really dug in to your business and you're so passionate and excited. And it's just it's infectious. And so Stephanie Spenner, we are so thrilled that you spent an hour with us on the show. And we will let you get back to your crazy, busy, 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 and productive team. But before we do, we want to just ask everyone to do one quick thing. Please tell a one friend about this episode. Think of one other real estate professional that could benefit from hearing this great interview and conversation with Stephanie and send them a link to our show. You can visit our website, keepingitrealpod.com. Every episode we've ever done can be streamed right from there or just pull up a podcast app, search for Keeping It Real and hit the subscribe button. Oh, I'm sorry. One more thing we'll ask. Please leave us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Whatever podcast app you might be listening on, uh, let us know what you think. 
good and bad we want to hear because the show is for you, the audience, and we want to continue to improve to make it better. But Stephanie, on behalf of our audience, we want to thank you. Crushing rentals and sales and just process and 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 doing so much with with social media as well. Um, everyone, please go visit liveshy.tv. L-I-V-E-C-H-I.tv. Stephanie also just brought her dog up to the camera. <laughs> She's so, dying uh, to say hi. Oh, that's very sweet. My dog is uh, dying to uh, go to the bathroom, so I'm going to. <laughs> but we want to thank everyone, and we will see thank everybody so much, on DJ. the next. Yeah, thank you. And by the way, one last thing. If anyone wants to join Stephanie's team, reach out to her. She would love to talk to you as well. So anyway, we'll see everybody on the next episode. Thanks, Steph. Thanks, DJ.